0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to Shades of Strong, where Natty and I are keeping it 100 about all the things that shape, make, and sometimes break the strong black woman. Am I right, Natty Koo? You're absolutely right. Oh, I love that
1: you said that. My favorite teacher in elementary school, my third grade teacher. She always called me Natalie Poo. <laughs>
0: For real? <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> Natalie Poo, yes. So, listen, y'all, if you are in a position where you are tired of waking up every morning to the same old, unhappy, mundane, complacent life of mediocrity, and you are ready to accept the fact that the memories of past experiences are calling the shots in your life, then this season of Shades of Strong. Was tailor made just for you because Natalie and I are about that peeling back the layers. Life, you heard me? (laughs) Yes, we are. We are for this season is to help you get to the root of what's causing you unhappiness so that you can get back to that place where you were happy and you were free and you were joyful. And you were actually looking forward to waking up in the morning. So, yeah, that's what we're here for this season to help you peel back the layers and get the healing that you need. I talked to a friend of mine a couple of days ago and we were talking about the word healing. And she was saying that a lot of people don't recognize that they need healing or they don't recognize that whatever is going on with them is actually defined as you need some emotional healing. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm trying to break it down a little bit more. <laughs> just in case there is somebody out there saying, you know, I don't need healing, you know and not realize that what you're going through is because or, or the emotions that you're experiencing or the feelings that you're experiencing is because you do need some emotional healing. So yeah, if you're waking up unhappy in the mornings and dreading to get up, dreading to go to the place of employment, dreading facing your family, there is some healing inside of you that needs to take place. So that's what we're going to be talking about this season. And y'all know who we are. I'm Cheryl. She's daddy. We love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in, all that good stuff. <laughs> so yeah. And don't yeah. forget that we have free resources for you guys on our website at com. Like we said last week, tell a friend to tell a friend, all that good stuff. Follow us on all social media platforms. We're Shades we're Shades of Strong everywhere. And by all means, if you have a question or you need some support on this journey, if you just need a listening ear, reach out to us, email us at hi at shades strong dot com. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Natty, I saw this post on Facebook. Well, a friend of mine posted this post on Facebook that really touched my heart and my heart went out to her because I can remember living in the space that she was living in when she wrote this post. So I'm going I'm to read it. And preferably, I can get it out without losing my breath and my thoughts. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna read it, and then we are going to go from there. Just have a conversation about it, like to see what you think about it, you know, and can just kind of provide a little insight, you know, from our own personal experiences. So here we go. When I see children with two parents in the household and children gl- and children glorifying both parents who were there for them and truly care for them, many times I think to myself, I wish I, I wish I. Would have broken the curse of being the next single black woman in my family, raising my son without a father. And somehow I continued the curse. I feel I failed my son, and maybe I have, and maybe I have with the decision I chose to make. I have to hold myself accountable for my actions. I hope growing up in a single parent household doesn't affect him as much as it affected me, because I see the importance of having both parents in the home who have a healthy relationship with one another. So that pricked my heart because, you know, I was a single mom. And Mm -hmm. when when I read her post, I was like, oh, my gosh, you can you like for me, I could hear the guilt and the shame in the words that that she was speaking. And so it just really pricked my heart for her to be going through that because I just from what I can see her posting on social media, she's a good parent. But I think a lot of us buy into the guilt of being single mom, especially Mm -hmm. black single moms. Because Mm -hmm. of the backlash that comes with that, you got the slander and the hatred about who we are as women, why we chose who we chose, because you always see that, oh, if you would have chose a better dad or a better father for your child, then this won't be happening for you. So there's always that backlash, and I think it's heavier for the black single mom when it comes to the judgment of it. Yeah, I mean, we're judging ourselves hard enough, so we don't need the outside world doing the same so have you did you experience any of of the mom guilt as a single mom that i know you were a single mom for a little while but did you experience any any type of guilt oh
1: i definitely did i definitely did i there that was a really difficult period in my life and also gosh it was it was 22 23 22 years ago i can't believe it was that long ago it doesn't feel like it was that, like a lot of time has gone by. It's like, it's literally been decades, but I was in my early twenties. I was, let's see, I was 24 when I was a single mom. And yeah, I I felt all kinds of guilt around all of, all of that, that entire period of time. I'm not going to go into the details of, of my situation because that would be like this long story. And where that's not what we're here to discuss right now, but suffice it to say, there there were several layers of guilt that I was feeling. I was feeling guilt about you know my marriage not working out. I was feeling guilt about not being able to pursue the career that I wanted to pursue at the time, because in my mind, I thought that that particular career would be the thing that could support me and my son very well. And support my mother at the time, as I, the three of us lived together. There, so there was a ton of guilt around that, around not being able to, I guess, grind, rise, and grind my way to the career that I had wanted for years, and that I had put in a lot of work toward. There was, and then when I when I I did do a lot of work. So I, I've shared this before. I worked as so I was a professional singer. And so I did do a, a good amount of work during um, a, gosh, a five, six year period. But things didn't progress the way I wanted them to, the way I thought they were going to. And also a lot of the work that I was doing, it involved me traveling and I couldn't, I couldn't take my son with me. So there was also guilt around that. So, yeah, there was so, so, so much guilt and it didn't go away, didn't start to go away until, honestly, until I realized, like you said, Shirley, I realized that I needed a lot of healing. Now, it's not that I didn't know at any point that I needed some healing around, um, uh, you know, the the breakup of of my marriage and everything. I, I knew that and I understood that. But I didn't understand until much, much later that that particular healing that I knew you know, that I needed and that I wanted, that actually wasn't going to come and be full or complete unless and until I realized that I needed the deeper healing of a lot of my own uh, inner wounds and trauma. And I didn't know that for a long time. And so I was walking around carrying still a lot of just all the effects of of trauma, big trauma and smaller trauma. And I carried that around with me for many, many years. And a lot of that trauma didn't have anything to do with my marriage that broke up. It didn't have anything to do with my ex-husband. Now, all of that, that was also a very big trauma. But for a long time, that was the only trauma that I thought I needed healing from. So, yeah, for a long time, I really, really didn't get it. And by the time I did start to get it, I started to feel guilt around, I was no longer a single mom, I was married by then, I had more kids. Then I even started to feel guilt around that, around not understanding or realizing sooner just how much healing I needed. But yeah, to go back to your original point, yeah, I felt all kinds of guilt as a single mom. And I think I really... I really tried, I really fought tooth and nail to try and achieve my way out of that guilt to to make the career that I wanted happen for me and my son. And it did not pan out the way I wanted to, or the way I thought it should, or the way I thought it would. And yeah, that just added to the guilt. So yeah, I don't, and I don't know how, I don't know how a lot of us can even get away from it. Because like you said, Shirley, there's, there's literally a stereotype of us when we're single moms, you know, and we catch it from everywhere. And I'm not just talking about, Oh, from white people or people that aren't black.
0: It's from in our
1: own community. It's from our own friends. It's from within our own families sometimes. And it's, it's always like, if you had just done this, or if you had just done that, or if you just hadn't chosen that guy if you had just been clairvoyant and seen that he wasn't shit, you
0: know,
1: you could just tell, foretell the future, you wouldn't be in this situation. Exactly. And so if that you just that adds as long to as you all did. of it.
0: All of that. Yes. Yes.
1: You're yeah. All it's- of that stuff. So you've got that plus the stereotypical label. It's every up, direction, every direction, every coming direction, up,
0: everywhere you. Target. So
1: it's like a house of guilt that gets mm-hmm. built around us when we're dealing with that. And it's a miracle. I, I promise you it's a miracle that some of us ever get out of that, that guilt, that guilt. Sadly,
0: uh, some that we some of us don't. I,
1: I, just to they, be a lot of I'm don't.
0: Honest, I got to say my kids are adults and I think I still carry around some guilt. You know, like even like I think I carry Mm -hmm. around the guilt of some of the choices that they make in their own lives. Like, you know, was I a good enough parent, or or if you know if they did have their dads in their lives, would their lives be different? So I think even as your children going to adulthood, that at some level you still carry around some guilt because you were a single parent. Like for instance, I had my I had my first child. When I was 16 years old, and I don't really think I experienced guilt at that age. I don't think I knew to experience guilt at that age, but there was a lot of shame that came with it because Mm -hmm. you're pregnant at 16, you're still in school and all that. But I think as I got older, there were there was I want to say it was resentment because I didn't go to school like because originally I wanted to go to school for child psychology. But then I got pregnant and I I had a daughter and whose father wasn't actively involved involved in her life. So I ended up going to like a little small business college that was just like a 12 month school just to get enough training so that I would not have to work in like a fast food restaurant for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So I ended up Mm -hmm. with the office job. And so even in that, with my daughter being the age that she is now, there's still some guilt that I carry around that, you know, maybe if. I had worked a little harder and went ahead and went to school like I wanted to do. Maybe I could have given her a better life. And then maybe she in turn would be making better choices than she's making or has made in her life. So I think mm-hmm. even as they grow into adulthood, I think that there's still a little bit or some level of guilt still attached, you know, even as they begin yeah. to go into adulthood. Do you experience any of that with your with your son? I think you say he's 19 now.
1: Oh no, my son is twenty-three now. You know, honestly, I and I think this is a byproduct of the healing work that I've been doing for myself over the past few years. Had I not been doing this work, I think my answer would be different. But I do not feel that guilt, you know, that single mom guilt, right? uh, That I, you know, stuff that I wish I could have done for him when he was really small. I don't feel that anymore. And it, it's for, definitely for, for two reasons. One, we've always had a very good, open, open line of communication type of relationship. I am mm-hmm. so, so grateful to God for that. It's amazing how much we've been able to just talk about everything. And now that he's an adult, we talk even more. And I've been able to, there have been times over the years and, you know, and my husband is his, is his stepdad. He's been in his life since he was like four or five. He's done this at times too, but there've been times where I've literally just come out and said, you know, I wanted to do this for you. I wanted to do that for you. I wanted to be able to provide X, Y, Z for you. And I wasn't able to do that. And I'm really sorry. And he would just be like, you know, I hear you. And I understand, and I don't feel anger towards you for any of that. It really I think this this is more important to you than it is to me because I look back and a lot of my childhood was actually good. There were things that I think I needed, but I actually didn't and so we've had those conversations a few times over the years, and so that's one of the reasons. and then the other reason, like I said is because I um since like 2014 have have started to really do a lot of healing work on for myself a lot of work in learning to accept myself and like myself even and definitely love myself and see myself with a clear lens and my own lens and not someone else's and definitely not something that isn't clear and I'm still, you know, we, we talk about all the time. It's, it's definitely a journey. It's not something where you arrive. I think the destination is the journey. And so there are new levels now that I feel that I know that I have to embark on with, with this healing work. And I'm scared to do it because there are, there are things that I just, I, I think about them and I, I get, you know, my emotions start racing because I'm like, I still have a lot of shame around this or that. And I'm not ready to deal with it, but I know that I have to deal with it. And there's a lot of work that I've already done to get me to this point where I'm like, no, I really do need to do this. So I think those two things are the reasons why I don't feel guilt around, um, you know, how my oldest son, how his life went or all of that, kind of, you know, that kind of thing.
0: I think you made a very good point when you said that your son said, I think that's more of what you wanted for me than what I wanted oh, yeah, for. A, a lot of times huge. we are walking around with this guilt and our children are just fine. <laughs> it's like, our children it's, are, fine. are fine. Because he said, he said, because when I look back at my childhood, I had a pretty good life. And so we're walking around carrying around this burden of guilt and our children are like, man, I had a good childhood. And we're right here thinking because we weren't able to, to give them these things are because we weren't able to give them the air quotes extras in life because, you know, we didn't have a parent that we could split a parenting with Mm -hmm. because we never had enough time in the day because we were living from paycheck to paycheck that they had, you know, a horrible childhood. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, mom, I had a good childhood. So all the time when we're walking around carrying around this guilt, our children ain't thinking about that stuff. They have Oh, definitely not. I mean that he he's like Mom I had a good life and, and here we are walking around with all this guilt because we're thinking that we didn't give them a good life. So I think it's important for us to recognize that the the air quotes good life is going to look different for everybody and in more right. cases than not, it, it looks huge to the parent, but the good life for a kid is shelter is <laughs> it, yeah. and
1: presents
0: clothes. Your presence, your emotional mm-hmm. support—that's the good life for them. So I think if we are giving them that, we're giving them a good life. So there's no need for us to feel guilty because we're not parenting the way society thinks parent parenting or parenting doesn't look the way society thinks it should look because it should be two parents in the home at all times. If you're giving your child a good experience. If you're there supporting them emotionally, if you're there when they need you, then you're providing them with a good life. Right. Girl, we gotta right,
1: about right.
0: Do doing that to ourselves, like yeah. Do do away with all that. That's gift.
1: yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a huge yeah, that's a huge key. I understand a lot better now that um what my kids really need for me is and for, from us as parents is they need to know that they that they're safe. They need to know that they're safe with us. They need to know that they're safe where they are. They need to feel as much comfort as they can, and they need to know that that they're in a place where the people around them love them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, my husband and I we've we've done a lot of work to cultivate that kind of atmosphere and environment for our kids over the years. I'm not saying that we've done it perfectly, and I'm not saying that it started out perfectly. It most certainly did not, but it's, I think, so many times now about where we are now as a family and how our kids are. And a lot of times it just brings me to tears because I'm like, wow, this, this really is what I, what I wanted. And again, it's not some kind of perfect, you know, it's not Norman Rockwell, it's um, not Norman Rockwell painting in our house necessarily. It's not that, but there is that sense of peace and there is that sense of safety and comfort. And my kids, sometimes they bicker, but for the most part, they're pretty chill and they get along and they, and they share interests and they do things together and they all, I have three younger kids. We have two older kids. I have a stepdaughter too, but we have three, our, our kids that, that my husband and I have had together. There are three of them and they all love their big brother so much. And they look up to him so much and they want to spend time with him so much when he's, when he's gone, they're always like, they're like, when is he, You know, when he's gone out of town sometimes, like, when is he coming back? And, you know, and that's, that's, and he does so many things with them. Like he plays with them and he he spends time with them. He talks to them. He listens to them. And I I know that that's not like the average adult having that kind of relationship with their younger kids, siblings, especially when one of the kids is like seven. That's not, that's not the norm, but I'm really grateful that that's the norm for us. But I was gonna say that I think one of the keys is back to what you said about we we always have this idea in our head about what the life is gonna be for them. And the good life is not, and I'm, you know, and I was thinking this too, especially as a young mid 20 year old woman who had all these like lofty goals and aspirations. I just, I wanted to put my son in private school, and I wanted him to. You know, I always had the money. I bought him really nice clothes. I bought him these nice Timberlands. That things that he hated, didn't even want to wear. You know, like all this stuff that I thought, you know, because these were the good things, quote unquote. And all I was doing was projecting onto him my desires, really, for myself. You know, and we do that. We say, we I that. want our, I want my kids to have it better than I had it. Yeah. Well, what is better? Because, you know, I think when I, ha- when, I was a little ge- when I was a little girl, I had both my parents until my dad died. And we lived in a small house, but we lived in a house. And we actually had two cars. One of them was beat up and old, but we had two cars. And we, sometime, we didn't go out to eat much, but we go out, it was a real treat. And we, we cooked all the time. And I had home-cooked hot meals every day. There's a lot of stuff about my life that was actually very good. So what was I, you know, and that was the thing. but I had that. And then my son all of a sudden didn't have that. And there was no chance of him having it when I was a single mom, because my parents never got divorced, but here I am divorced. And so that's where all that flooding of guilt came in. Because again, I was thinking, I, you know, we always want our kids to do better than we did and their kids do better than they did and so on and so forth. And then when that doesn't happen, you feel all this guilt. But I think, if we could come to a point where we don't project onto our kids the desires that we actually our just had for ourselves,
0: exactly. things
1: exactly. would probably be a lot better and we'd probably feel a lot less guilt.
0: Absolutely. And I think that guilt along those same line, it, it forces us into this space of overcompensating because we oh, don't yeah. want them to experience um life like we lived, or if or we don't want to cause them any unnecessary pain. And so we find ourselves. find find ourselves overcompensating in specific areas in our life, especially when it comes to the way we want them to dress and the way we want them to wear their hair. We don't want them to go to school and feel like they're Mm. not as good as other students because they don't wear this brand of clothing or this brand of shoes. Exactly, That guilt forces us into overcompensation. But I also want to say Mm. that guilt doesn't always mean that we're doing it wrong. It's like is like you're saying it's yeah. like you were just saying it. Or in hindsight, it's because we are holding ourselves to unrealistic expectations, and our children right. don't even care about those things. I think about during Christmas time as a single mom, and I can mm-hmm. remember remember uh, one time, Natty, I spent over a thousand dollars for Christmas gifts, and I was like, mm-hmm. after Christmas, like, why'd you spend all this money? And when these children opened these gifts, it was like, oh, they were excited for a moment, and then as soon as they have had those those gifts for maybe a week or two, the excitement is gone.
1: You spent mm-hmm. all,
0: that- yep, to on Sunday. But that was, but I did that because I felt guilty because I can remember you, this yep. Goes, this goes back to what you were saying, pro- projecting our desires on our children, because I can remember when I was when I was in grade school. And whenever we came back for Christmas break, the teacher would always have the students to say to tell what they got. for Share
1: with God. Yeah. And I never Mm -hmm. really
0: got anything. I maybe got one toy. And so I can remember sitting in the classroom lying about the things that I had gotten for Christmas. Like I will have these outrageous stories of these things that I had gotten. And so I didn't want my children to have to do that. If their if their teacher asked them what they got for Christmas, I wanted them to be able (laughs) to be honest. And say I got this, 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 and this. So again, that was me projecting my desires yep. on my children, and they didn't really care about me. Mm-hmm. So we, they, know, they we, don't care. They really, they really don't. don't. We spend, we spend all this money. We care. We care about what other people think about it. Those kids don't. Yep. care. So we cannot let our guilt force us into doing <laughs> unreasonable things. Yeah. For our children, right. especially things that's going to land us into 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 mounds of debt, you do not want to be doing that. That is not a healthy choice for you or your child at no, all. No, it isn't. And I think you do yourself no. a huge. Not only do you do yourself a huge disservice when you are paralyzed by guilt, but you do your children a huge disservice as well. You can't right. you can't let guilt control control you like that. If you if you want to buy into guilt. Here's what I suggest. Use it to make better choices. Use it to help you course correct so that you don't end yeah. up uh, a single mom for a second time. You see what I'm saying? Like guilt is not right. necessarily a yeah. bad thing if it's used properly. If you use it to yeah. make better choices moving forward. So you have to decide how you want to use it. Do I want it to you do I want it to use it to paralyze me and force me to make it unwise choices or do I want to use it to move me forward and making better choices.
1: You're absolutely right. Um, because guilt is a feeling, right? And mm-hmm. we've, we've discussed this before, and you've even said there are no good, bad feelings. They're just feelings. So mm-hmm. guilt is just, if guilt's just a feeling. It's really like data that's going into your mind, and you need to process that data. You need to find out, okay, I feel this sense of guilt. Why do I feel this? And you've got to walk yourself through the process of, of uncovering why you feel that guilt. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then you've got, like you said, you've got to make a decision. Well, if it's because I made this choice and this choice ended up having a very negative outcome for me, and I don't want that outcome again, then what can I do differently next time? Or if it's a situation where I feel this guilt because I made a choice and it actually ended up causing someone else. What can I do about that? Is there a way to communicate with that person? If there isn't, what can I do to move forward so that I don't continue to carry this particular feeling because it's actually hindering me from moving forward in my life? So yeah, you know, it's just like with anger and it's just like you know, sadness and deep despair and all of that stuff, those feelings are very real, and they're there in my data. They're there to, to relay a message to you. And yeah. you've got to receive it and, and process it accordingly. So I think you're absolutely right. It's not that guilt is the bad guy. It's not the bad. It's literally just feeling. And it's what we do or don't do with the guilt that makes the difference.
0: And I think if you don't want to fall into using guilt in, in, a, in an unhealthy way, Focus on the good that you're doing for your child. Don't put all your your attention on the things that you're not able to give them. Don't put your attention right. on, on an activity that you that maybe you weren't able to go to because you had to work late. I missed a lot of my child's school activities because I was working on a job where I couldn't just really nearly take off. And if I did take right. off, I wasn't I wasn't gonna get paid. And so it was mm-hmm. it was making the decision: Do I want to feed my children? Or do I want to go to this go to this play? Right. So instead of focusing on those things, then focus on the things, the good things that, that you're doing. Don't let the devil have you focusing all your time and energy on all the things that you're not doing for your child what are you doing for him focus on those things and tune out what everybody else is saying don't worry about what they're saying you're you're doing what you're able to do as a parent and your parenting is not going to mirror anybody else's parenting and it shouldn't It it should not mirror anybody else's anybody else's parenting you parent the way that fits you and your child's lifestyle whatever that lifestyle is and don't be afraid to ask for help like my mom Girl, my mom's a lifesaver because when I wasn't able to go to something, she was able to go. So don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be ashamed. That was
1: my mom too. Uh,
0: yeah, like you, you, if you have a good support system, those kids know that mom had to work today. It's okay if grandma goes. It's okay if granddad goes. It's okay if our aunt or uncle goes. So don't buy mm-hmm. don't buy into that. Don't. Don't give. This is it. Don't give. Just like, you, like we always say, don't give the devil a place in your life. Don't give guilt at least not the unhealthy guilt a place in your life. You got to replace that with some positivity and say, you know yeah. what? Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nanny. Oh, no, no. Finish what you were saying. I don't even know what I was saying, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I,
1: I, I <laughs> sometimes that happens. I lose my train of thought. Right. <laughs> about you. It's, it's ridiculous. No, what I was going to say was that, you know, like, like you were, we've, I think, especially with what's the stuff that's going on right now, with these feelings and these emotions like fear,
0: uh-huh. um,
1: anger, guilt, those are things that we walk through life thinking, like thinking in our mind that we shouldn't be feeling.
0: Right. Or
1: if those feelings present themselves, we got to get rid of it. Wait, we, got to, uh-huh. we got to do something. Exactly. We got to sweep it under the rug. We got to do something. Um, so again, I, I'm really understanding more now than I did even last year that, these feelings really—they're just that. And they you know, all I don't call them negative feelings.
0: Life. Yeah, they have a place. They in all a have
1: a place. They all have a function, mm-hmm. and it's—it's—it's it's, it's like you know. I'll say it again. It's like data to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Our body is receiving this data, and we have to acknowledge it. Well, I won't say we have to. We have a choice. We always have a choice. But if we do not acknowledge it, if we act like it's not there or we try to pretend or whatever, we just and deny it away or do other things to to take our minds off of it, so to speak, those, those feelings don't go away. They don't mm-hmm. go away until you acknowledge them and actually um, sit with them and bless them. So back to the point that you made, Shirley, about not allowing anyone else dictate how you feel about the way you've parented your mm-hmm. children. Nobody, when it comes to you parenting your child, I think with some caveats, like unless you're like physically or, you know, ab- abusing them somehow, other than that, or neglecting them, other than that, nobody, nobody's thoughts on the matter, nobody's opinions matter, except for you and your children. Because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are affected by your so if your child is coming up to you, let's say, you know, hopefully they're able to do it when they're children, but if they're not doing that children, but they wait till they're an adult and they come and say, hey, I'm angry with you, mom, because this, 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 and this. That's the opinion that you need to take credence in. Absolutely.
0: And then,
1: especially if you've had all these different feelings of guilt, then you can, say, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't there. I, I did this or I didn't do that. Because the fact of the matter is, you know for a fact that Oh well, I'm not here because I've got to. I've got to keep the lights on. I've got to keep food exactly. on the table. Um, exactly. But your kids, even if they know that in their head, they might not know that in their heart. They might still feel a sense of, of of abandonment or whatever if you're not ever ever there. And it's not something that you can do anything about because yeah, you literally have to work. But if they have those kinds of feelings, where it's like yeah, but this still bothers me, that's when that's you how a have to conversation. have those conversations yeah. with them. And you explain to them, man, I really, really wish I could have been there. I wanted to be there. I wish I had had the kind of job that allowed me the flexibility to be there for your different things. Because those things really were important to me. Even though you didn't know it, I'm letting you know. know, it's it's, It comes down to being able to communicate with your child. But if your child is not coming to you with those kinds of things, then, yeah have a little bit more faith in the job that you're doing. Some credit <laughs> that you're Absolutely. giving yourself.
0: Absolutely. And
1: again, if you still, if the, if the guilt's overwhelming, yeah, you've got to process feelings and you can do what I did with my son. Like I said, I've done it a few times over the years. I've just been like, yeah, I, I wish I could have done this and that and the other. I'm really sorry. And then you might be surprised. Like I was when your child says, when he said, wow, this is way bigger deal to you than it is right. to me. Because Mom, yeah, I didn't need that. <laughs> I really don't care it's really okay i mean if you need to forgive you okay i forgive you but like and as far as i'm concerned there wasn't anything to forgive like everything's fine you know
0: so let yourself but you'll never
1: even get there until you actually sit and acknowledge that you're feeling guilt
0: so so even if you are feeling guilty it's okay to have a conversation like natty did with her son and say hey i'm sorry that this, is this, this, or I wasn't here for that, or that. And then you, then you have an, op- there's a, there, it opens the door for the communication for him to say, well, mom, you know, well, yeah, it did matter to me that you weren't there, but I understand. Or no mom, it didn't even matter to me. I understood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So open mm-hmm. that, open the door and have that conversation. And that way you're not wa- walking around carrying around unnecessary guilt because the kid don't even care about
1: it. <laughs> right. Know? Like, they
0: honestly did not even care. And if you know a single mom, if you're listening to this and you don't have any children, but you know a single mom who's living with guilt, be the one that tells her she's doing a good job. She's doing great. Yes. She hears her own voice enough telling her that she's failing, reminding her of her own limitations and telling her that she's not enough. She hears enough of that from herself. So be the Absolutely. voice that tells her that you are doing an amazing job. You're
1: doing wonderful. Be you're a voice. good You're a good mom. That's exactly. what we need here. I tell you what, exactly. if I had if I had maybe not a dollar, okay? But maybe if I had a $10 bill
0: for, for every, every time, time someone
1: had said something to me that really did more or less convey, "Yeah, you're not that good of a mom or you could be doing better or whatever." And just added to what I was already feeling, I could have taken myself shopping a few times because Girl, that, you yeah, say? you get that so much. Mm-hmm. And if I, I wish I could have had at least a dollar or two for each time someone said, "You know what, you're a good, you're
0: one. doing a good job." We
1: okay. don't hear that as much we as don't. we should. We really should. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm gonna coat. 100%. I co-sign on most of what she yeah, like, says like, anyway, but see, I'm going to like repeat. <laughs> I'm going to amplify <laughs> what she just said. If you know someone who's a single mom and you know all the, st- I mean, especially if you know all the struggles that she's going through, especially if she's a black woman and deals with all crap that she has to deal with and she's a single mom, please. And you really love her and you think she's exactly. a wonderful person and she deserves to feel loved and 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 honored and respected just tell her you're a good mom and you don't have you have no idea what that could do for somebody
0: absolutely and remind her that she doesn't have to be accessible to her kids 24 hours a day she can have a yep. life outside of her child she can go hang out with her she friends. needs a
1: life outside she, of her child she
0: needs a life outside of her child so for the she baby. she needs too. a <laughs> life
1: outside of her child no,
0: she needs mm-hmm.
1: absolutely that's the other thing that we really need to to kind of start really tearing down is this whole notion of you become a mother. That's your only identity. Like you're literally just on to be the mother. And no, you are already on this earth for many years before you became a mother. And you were on this earth to really just you. And you need to still be you who happens to be someone's mom. But yeah, we we've gotten, and I'm not gonna get on a soapbox about this, but I there's a lot of patriarchal crap, a lot of crap that we learn from church and all that kind of stuff that really had us had us effed up. Let mm-hmm. me just put it that way. Like, oh, yep. this is well, this now this is now your job, and this is all you can do. And there's a lot of posturing about. Well, I honor this woman because she literally sacrificed every single thing, including all of her mind, all of her will, all of her identity. To be a mother. And then once the kids were a girl, she had no idea who she was. I'm exactly. sorry. I, I'm not vibing with that. No. Yeah. And your kids don't need to go up seeing that because, especially if you have daughters, they're going to grow up thinking, eventually I lose my identity. And then if you exactly. have sons, they're going to go up thinking, I need to find a woman who's going to be willing to lose her identity. No. Do not. We are, don't drink that Kool Aid. Don't exactly. drink it.
0: We're not having that. We are. No, we're not vibing it. with that because that's why we feel so worthless so much of the
1: time and that's why that's another contributor to why we feel so much guilt because we literally put all of ourselves into trying to do this job in quotes instead of just being who we are and mothering our kids you've got to do it this way or you're not good enough you have to have this kind of life or you're not good enough if you're not cooking everything from scratch then you're not good enough if you're not you're not ironing their clothes every day. You're right. not going to, there's all this bullshit. It's bullshit. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to even front here. It's bullshit. And that's it why we is. feel a lot of the guilt that we yes. feel. Absolutely.
0: It's okay. Like I'm not even going to
1: cap. Hit. We have to get rid of that
0: mess. what you say, Nanny? You're not going to cap.
1: I said, I'm not even going to cap. We have to get
0: rid of that mess. Like, we have I struggled to. with
1: that for so many years. Oh, dear God.
0: We have to, you're absolutely right. We have to escape that mindset because you do not have to cook and clean and wash everything. You don't have to do that. On your hands and
1: knees. Exactly. You don't that's have to do not, that. That's
0: not it. You. Don't that's not eat. it. And, and then
1: your kids come home that. and they think the only thing you do is just, you know, bake the cookies all day or whatever.
0: Exactly. And
1: they have no idea if you have any kind of, if you ever had any kind of hopes or dreams or, Things that you wanted to do, or even interests, just interests, or even hobbies—you know—they have no idea because you're not allowed to have those things. It's absolutely ridiculous.
0: It is, and it is. yeah. So
1: these, we we need to have our lives outside of our children. We need to remember that we already had an identity before our children. Before came. our children, absolutely. Um, before we got married and before our children came, we were already who we were, and really? the healing that we do. As to be for us and for us only. And then we can be even more embodied as the people we're supposed to be mothering these people and being the support that these kids need. That's what they need to see because that's what they're going to learn. And that's how they're going to grow up and realize, yeah, I am who I am. I don't have to be a mom to be someone. I don't have to be, um, I certainly don't have to be a perfect mom, whatever that is, to be someone who's worthy. Um, I don't have to be married to be someone who is worthy. I don't have to be anything but me. That's something that we really have to, have to drive home for the women in our community. And it's something that, you know, I, like I said, I didn't know. I really didn't know until I, I was in my late thirties. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it's kind of sad, but better late than never. You know, I, I think exactly, I came to that knowledge yeah. when I needed to come to the knowledge. And so now my daughters they, and my sons, they see me be who I am. They know that mommy's an artist. They know that mommy's a writer. They know that mommy is a musician. They know that mommy um, teaches and she's a good teacher. And they know that mommy has this interest and that interest and the other interests. Mm-hmm. And you know what's happened to them as a result? I see them.
0: You, you're giving them permission interests. to do the same thing. You're giving, giving them,
1: them permission to do the same exactly. things.
0: Exactly. Now, Don't try and tell me that's not a, a, good, a decent parent. Girl, that, that, is, that is beyond a decent parent. That is a great parent. That is an amazing parent. That goes far beyond decency. <laughs> that is a So, great yeah, we got to let
1: these women know. First of all, you're probably doing a way better job than you think you are. And, and you think you're doing absolutely. For the exactly. love of God. And Cut secondly, stop denying and ignoring and forgetting yourself because you're hurting yourself when you do that. And when you hurt yourself, you hurt yourself.
0: Exactly. And stop and stop beating yourself up for the fact that you chose mm-hmm. some, that you chose someone that in the end didn't choose you. Or however. Girl,
1: I got was. so much stuff to say about that. We're gonna <laughs> have to have another episode just about that because yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, because we've got to get better. <laughs> you said it yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i know up about you beating yourself up because you chose someone that did not choose you in the end you did it it's over with now you need to heal from it
1: yeah
0: have some grace and move on yeah yeah all of that don't let, don't let guilt eat you guilt has its place in your life you get to decide which role it plays and we're gonna end it on that but, yeah, it's, t- it's time to move past all of that, you know. And that's all I got to say. That's Absolutely. About
1: that. I'm, gonna just, I'm going just gonna to just put a pin topic. in it, as they say. <laughs> I'm going to put a pin in it for now. Okay. And we can talk about it. <laughs>
0: all right, guys. We hope that we said something that pricked your heart and moves you, inspires you to change, to heal, to grow. And again, follow us on all social media platforms, Shades of Strong, website shadesstrong.com. Send us a message. And I say that with everything in me. I don't say that just for the sake of saying this in the beginning and the end of these episodes. I say that because I know what I needed. I needed somebody to support me. I needed a sisterhood. I needed a community. And Natty and I want to be to you what we did not have. So, by all means, Please move out if you need some support. Okay? Yeah. All right, guys. Talk to us. We don't bite. We don't bite (laughs) at all. All right, guys. We out (laughs) of here. We will see you same time or whatever time you listen to this episode next week. All right. Next week. We (laughs) out of here. (laughs) Bye.